0: Hello, this is Gary Van Wormdam, the Awareness and Consciousness podcast from pathwaytohappiness.com. In this installment, I had the opportunity to interview a good friend and my principal mentor over the past 16 years. His name is Miguel Ruiz, author of best-selling books such as The Four Agreements, Mastery of Love, Voice of Knowledge. He was a medical doctor and surgeon who moved on into the area of teaching about love, spirituality, life, happiness, overcoming suffering. And in this interview, we talk principally about The Fifth Agreement, his new book out, which is essentially the conclusion to his first introductory book, The Four Agreements. And for background reference, um, we also spend a little time talking about um the experience of a major heart attack he had in 2002, uh, because of which he spent a uh, better part of two months in a coma, and recovered his body back from that to the degree of health that uh, that he has uh, to get up and around in the world, although certainly not 100% in terms of his strength and his energy and stamina, but uh, still having fun. Hey, Miguel, it's Gary.
1: Hey, how are you doing?
0: <laughs> I'm really good. How are you? Oh, i got a
1: little tired, but I'm, I'm good. I'm okay.
0: You're okay? Do you, uh, yes. do you want to talk now then, do this interview? want to do it another time?
1: No, well, no, no, let's do it. Go ahead.
0: Okay. You have a new book out, The Fifth Agreement.
1: Yes, uh, uh, I write this book with my son, Don Jose, and, and I help him with this book. And I did a, um, some review of the four agreements for, to reach what we, what we call the Fifth Agreement.
0: Okay, so let's start out if you want to share the Fifth Agreement, and then we want to cover some other things.
1: Okay, well, the Fifth Agreement is uh, be skeptical, but learn to listen. And be skeptical means don't believe me, don't believe yourself, and don't believe anybody else. Okay. But learn to listen.
0: Okay, so how does this help people?
1: Oh, uh, we can say that if the Four Agreements is the introduction of a uh-huh. whole way of life where you become a warrior because you are in between um, truth and life, and sometimes you believe truth, sometimes you believe life, with the Fifth Agreement you end. This uh, we can say. This preparation, this training, and this faith agreement take you to no longer believe in lies and only believe in truth.
0: It's really a a mastery of skepticism of what you believe to find the truth.
1: Well, it's a mastery of truth. True. You know, it's very easy to understand why we don't believe others. Because we already know beforehand that everybody lives in their own world, the virtual reality that they create for themselves, and if whatever they say is only true in that point of view and the individual point of view.
0: Okay, you, talk, it, ab- you talk about virtual reality in the Fifth Agreement, and it's probably oh, the clearest direct description of a belief system and, and how people are trapped. Explain what is virtual reality.
1: Well, a virtual reality is just just imagine a mirror. And you know that everything that is inside the mirror is not real. If you want to touch whatever is inside the mirror, you only will touch the surface of the mirror. Then it's easy to understand that everything that is inside that mirror is virtual, is not real. On the other hand, everything that is outside the mirror, you can touch it and get, you know, it's real. Then we perceive light, we don't perceive objects. Then as you can see, light is being reflected from all those objects and they go directly into our And that light is projecting all the objects that touch before they go to our eye, then that light is projecting all those images that looks like we are seeing objects, but the truth is that we are seeing light, and light is projecting a whole reality into our eye that goes directly directly into our brain, and it's, it's as virtual as everything that is inside a mirror. The only difference between a mirror and a brain and an eye is that behind the mirror there's nothing, and behind the eye is the brain, who can analyze all the images that is perceiving. And it's easy to understand that yes, we live in a virtual reality. Then, in, in, in that virtual reality. With a reason, by using the word, we create a whole story—a story about ourselves and about everything that we perceive. It's like a, we use the word as, as a paint and as a brush that we can then paint a reality, a copy of a reality.
0: The word, the expression, the way we describe things—is uh-huh. a copy.
1: Then the, we use the word in order to create a whole reality. And, and uh and those those the word that we use is what we learn and our our it's understanding all the knowledge that yes it's all the knowledge that we have in our brain, everything that we know because when we was born, we didn't have any knowledge at all, and we was learning and learning and learning until. We have all those concepts, all those ideas, all those opinions, and all that is made by the world, and it's a whole virtual reality that the reason uh, try to make sense, but it still is virtual.
0: And if I can summarize that, if I, if I see the conclusion of that, then mm-hmm. everything we know is virtual. It's not truth.
1: Real. Pardon? It's not real.
0: It's not real. It's
1: not real. hmm Okay. Then we can see that what is real is really truth. And then many people can ask, well, how can I know the truth?
0: Yeah, how can you see the difference?
1: Oh, it's, it's so easy. You know, the truth exists long before the creation of humanity and will exist long after the extinction of humanity. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, the lives are just um, we can say um um half a squad forget that word. Is it's the truth but it's being distorted in terms of the truth of the life. Then it's no longer truth. And we can say that there's, uh, we can perceive the truth, but with the world, with our knowledge, we create a truth that is only for humans. And is made by the language that we understand. And with that, uh, with that truth, uh, what's at least distorted, it goes into billions and billions of lives. And I can tell you that an artist is, a scientist is an artist who uses the word in order to get as close as possible to the truth. But it's not possible to see the truth or perceive the truth through knowledge. We need to let go all the knowledge, and if we want to know the truth, we need to merge with the truth because we are the truth.
0: But the the path to that entails a lot of stripping away these opinions, these judgments that make up all the stories in our mind and our beliefs.
1: Yes, we can say that the biggest obstacle to reach the truth is knowledge by itself. I don't say that knowledge is good or bad or right or wrong. No, knowledge is the greatest invention that we humans create and we create all that knowledge, we create all those symbology, not because we are intelligent. No, we create all that symbols, all all the languages, because we are programmed to do it, and we are programmed since conception. Then it's not that we decide to create knowledge, that we decide to create symbols. We can say that uh, when we were born, there was no knowledge. then the adults they hook our attention and they teach us the meaning of every sound, and then they teach us the meaning of every graphic, and that's how we learn a whole language. Then when our children uh, when we see the children, we can say how difficult it is for them to learn a language. They need to practice every single day, at every single moment and maybe in five, six years, they kind of master a language. But we can see that, for example, in English, every word is only true because millions of us agree of the meaning of that symbol. Of that for example, if you say, a chair, whoever who speaks English will understand what a chair is. But let's see that tomorrow you go to Japan, you hear people talking Japanese, you see all those symbols on the street, and you have no idea what that means. And this is because millions of Japanese, they agree in the meaning of every symbol, and that's why they understand each other. And it's the same for every language that we speak in this beautiful planet Earth.
0: And it's uh, those symbols are a nice description for reality, but it's not the same as reality.
1: Well, this is what makes humans great artists, because we use the word in order to create a reality, and by agreement, we can understand each other. We can express what we feel, and we understand what they feel, and we can share all those points of view. But if you can see all those, uh, the entire symbology, the whole belief system, more than the 95, 96 percent is nothing but lies. And we believe those lies have become superstition, become fanaticism, and that explains why society is the way it is. They explains all the war, all the violence, um, all the sadness, you know, whatever is you, you just perceive humanity the way they dream and you can understand the reason why they dream in that way and once again this is not good or bad or right or wrong it's just the way it is
0: you you describe from your point of view the world is perfect since we're on this topic of uh, the, the war and the conflict and the abuse mm-hmm. You, you describe it from your point of view as perfect.
1: Exactly, and you don't have to believe me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> why do you describe so you it that way? You can
1: listen to what I say.
0: I, and, and tell me why you describe it that way.
1: Because that's the way it is. For you. You know, everything is perfect, only perfect. We can say that the concept of imperfection only exists in the human mind, but it doesn't exist in any other li- in all the universes.
0: But we we can create a story with our word and describe something as perfect, or exactly. we can I- or say as that imperfect. Perfect, but it doesn't mean that, that, that it's that.
1: Perfect, uh-huh. but it doesn't
0: mean it's that way. And but what happens when we describe it with the words imperfect? or bad or injustice what happens
1: well the problem is that we believe it and when we believe it we have an emotional reaction and that emotional reaction can go from extreme joy to the extreme sadness to extreme anger to extreme jealousy and everything in between then we perceive our own life we perceive life from other people we read life, we know life, and we have an emotional reaction then uh, if we try to understand, we use the word to explain what we feel, and we can see how we create that nightmare that most of the people need and, so
0: really the... uh-huh. and that nightmare is really okay.
1: the wonderful
0: and that nightmare is really the construct of our own virtual reality made by our own stories.
1: Yes, by our own belief system, because we really believe. You know, in every symbol that we learn, we invest our faith, and that's what makes it so powerful. We create a whole language. We believe what we believe, and our belief system have all the personal power, all the power, and they take control over our lives. And that is perfect also.
0: <laughs> I think you enjoy life more when you express it that way. Well, it's without judgment. It's it. without victimization. And it's Well,
1: all is about awareness. We need to be aware. If we need to change something that we don't like, we cannot change it if we are not aware of what we want to change.
0: What's more important, that a person who wants to be happy change the way they tell their story, or that they try and change the outside world?
1: Okay, they never really can change the outside world. But um, it's not exactly true. Because there are many people change the outside world by changing their opinion, by changing the message that they deliver. But anyway, the the only way to make a change, to change your world, which means your virtual reality is by changing the main character of your soul, which means you. If you change yourself, just like magic, everything around you starts changing right away. It doesn't need to wait. Because okay. you will find out that what you believe about everybody around you is not truth. And what they believe about you is not truth. That's why these four agreements is extremely important because that introduces you in another way of life that we that we know as the common sense. But not because we we are introducing that way of life that means that you will master it. No, it takes time to master it. It takes practice to master it. Just the way that uh, you master the language that you speak and take you like a five, six, seven, eight years i don't know how long you just to stop with and all what you learn it takes so much time because all what you learn it becomes automatic, and you believe that this is what you are. then some people that he saying we say oh that's the way I am no that's the way he learned to be, and we practice he mastered to be angry all the time or jealous all the time or sad all the time, et etc etc. But if we have the awareness, then we can see the automatic reaction that we have, everything that we perceive something, and we can change it. But the only way is to change the main character, which means what you believe you are. If you cannot change that, then the world will not change. And once that you change that, then your opinion, the message that you can deliver to the people outside, That may help them to change too. And that's how we really can change other people, other realities, with uh, the truth. Then, with this peace agreement, you will find out that every single human is a messenger. And since we were children, we received messages from everywhere. We store all those messages. It becomes our belief system. And as soon as we are able to, when we grow up enough, we start to deliver those messages wherever we go to. Then we receive and we deliver messages. The, the word angel means messenger, and this is what the agreement is taking you to have that awareness that we all are messengers, even if we don't have the awareness. But the question is, what kind of messenger are you? What is the message that you deliver to the people that you say that you love? Like to your beloved, to your children, to your parents, to your brothers, your sisters? What is the message to your family, to your community, to humanity, what is the message that you deliver to them? But most important of all, is what is the message that you deliver to yourself. Do you really believe what you tell to yourself? Especially when people say, oh, I'm not strong enough, I'm not intelligent enough, I'm not beautiful enough, I cannot make it. Or people reject themselves before anybody else rejects them. And they're so afraid to express what they really are. Then we can, what is the message that we deliver to ourselves? Then when, when I say don't believe yourself, because first I say don't believe me. And don't mm-hmm. believe yourself and don't believe anybody else is so logical to understand why we don't have to believe. To be skeptical is not to have a social position and because we are so intelligent we don't believe what they say. No, that's just pure stupidity. Self-importance. No. Yeah. Yes, it's self-importance. Then, if we don't believe, it, it's because we already know that whatever they say is only truth for them. But the goal part is learn to listen, because when you learn to listen, you can see or feel where are they coming from. That you really can understand what they need. But uh, and then, if you want to. You can help them. And when you finally practice that peace agreement, it leads you to what we know as the last judgment, the final judgment.
0: Good, because that that's, that's what I wanted, I wanted in you to all address.
1: Religions. And the last judgment is the last time that you judge yourself. The last time that you judge yourself. After that, you don't judge anybody in anything anymore. You accept the entire creation just this. And when you finally judge yourself for the very last time, you gain something that is extremely in something that we know as respect. Because from that moment on, you respect yourself completely. You respect what you believe, what you know, And you respect what you are, even if you don't know what you are. And the result of respecting yourself is that inner peace that humans are looking for for thousands of years. You know, when you finally stop that internal dialogue, all that noise in the head is just wonderful. It's so peaceful. You know, in order to reach that point, humans create so, so, so many different ways to try, like a mantra, like a yoga, like a meditation, like chanting, exercises, sports, music, anything, whatever can lead them to stop thinking. Then you can accomplish that. We can say only a master can can have and as we said before practice main, the master.
0: You have to and practice to quiet the mind.
1: Exactly and, and what is the practice? Well, stop chanting, Stop believing yourself and stop believing anybody else but learning to listen because the result of that is first inner peace and second with interaction that you have with everybody around you, you respect whatever they believe. You will, you will not try to impose your ideas. You will not try to impose your, your point of view. You and, just accept whatever they believe okay. And is okay. this has nothing to do with you. You don't take it personally.
0: And this is listening with respect.
1: Exactly. And the result of that is peace in the home, Peace with your brothers, your sister, peace with your parents, peace in your community, etc., etc. But mainly, the peace with yourself. When you finally finish with yourself, and after that point, is just to enjoy life. <laughs>
0: which, which I know you do quite well.
1: <laughs> oh yes, I, I. Even if my body is a little sick and. I'm tired all the time, and the last time also I've been kind of uh, sick and sick and sick. I enjoy life. Yeah. You know I do what I love to do. You know and, so many many people talk against against the desire, many religions, many philosophies, they say that desire is bad or etc, etc. No, desire is something completely normal for all the humans. Desire is comes directly or program. Now what we're gonna do with the desire, that's a different story. Because to desire you can go to two different ways. One is to obsession. If you go to obsession, you limit your mind, you against yourself and you keep going into obsession, you will go into self destruction. On the other hand, if you follow desire in Inspiration. You go for passion. With passion, you love what you are doing all the time. And the passion will lead you to inspiration. And inspiration will lead you to ecstasy. And finally, will lead you to the truth. Completed to the truth. Then I follow my passion?
0: You 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 come from a tradition in Mexico, and whenever it's a tradition in Mexico, it's but not...
1: Well, I was about. born in Mexico. Yeah. I learned about that tradition, uh-huh. but I really come from human integrity from that problem. That yeah. is all around the world that, for me, there's no languages, there's no religion. Well, there's there conflict because the division is done, and it's the way everybody dreams. Not because it's real, it's spiritual. But it's still we can say that everybody's affected by that kind of claim, which is okay. And people people have their
0: story about the tradition. To, let's let's could you write about human sacrifice in the fifth agreement. Oh yes. And lot of people a lot of people, nice. lot of people when you talk about Aztecs or mind say, Oh, they did the human sacrifice. <laughs> That's their first idea that pops in their mind.
1: Okay? Yes. You know, um The human sacrifice is happening right right now and it's happening all around the world. You know, what people know as love is a reflection of the real love. The real love is the truth. Mm -hmm. But in that reflection, we try to understand love and we create a God of love. There's so many different names wherever you go. But love becomes the biggest demon in human hell. It's a demon that claims human sacrifice all the time. And if you see in, in the relationship between men and women, you can see, oh, if you love them, you can, you can see how they treat each other. You can see people sacrificing themselves. But it's not just between men and women. In everything that humans do, you can see sacrifices defending a piece of land. You can see gangs killing each other. And that's human sacrifice. You can see soldiers go to war and be killed and killed in that war. Well, this is human sacrifice.
0: And, and what are they but fighting for?
1: You will see human sacrifice everywhere. Yeah.
0: What are they fighting for? The humans are dying, trying to save what?
1: There's many excuses. They yeah. fight for honor, for fear. They, they fight for passion, that the, the way they go. Uh, they have many excuses Freedom. for religion, Freedom. For, you know, for, the, for all kinds of superstition and all kinds of fanaticism. Yeah. But all of that leads you, like we say a little before, into self-destruction. And, uh, human sacrifice is the result of going into obsession and going into that self-destruction.
0: The result of
1: and you can claim that someone sacrificed for you, or you can sacrifice for someone, or for a cause, or for whatever. Then I see so many people that that. Uh, they call themselves vegetarian or vegans or whatever. They sacrifice their own body for whatever uh, philosophy or or brain wise that they had before. Mm-hmm. Which is fine, you know. Anybody can believe whatever they want, and it's okay. It's fine.
0: But the but you but from we, your perspective, for, yeah. From that perspective, the humans are the ones that are paying the price to serve philosophy. Yeah.
1: Just some ideas. You can see uh, human sacrifice exists in Egypt and Greece and Rome, Christianity, a lot in Christianity, in the Aztecs and the Mayans, and wherever you go, you will find human Because It's not just about the religion part. It's about sacrifice for your country, sacrifice for womanhood, for manhood, for... For gays, for whatever you want to call it, it doesn't matter. For
0: honor, for freedom.
1: For yeah. everything, for anything, yes. Yeah.
0: And for that the humans kill themselves and kill each other.
1: Then we can see that, yes, love becomes the biggest demon on hell. And you can see how many people are afraid to fall in love. They say, oh, I'm in love, I be vulnerable. And so we can cannot defend myself. That's, that's not true at all. Love, free love, makes everybody stronger.
0: This this idea of, that becomes superstition, that becomes fanaticism, uh, because mm-hmm. of belief system out of control. Um, is that happening with the whole idea of a 2012 prophecy? That's coming up.
1: Well, this is just uh, one of the examples. You know, yeah. last time that happened was. Uh, and by the year 2000 that they believe that that um, the computer is going to have a problem, etc., you know, they were expecting a big deal, the, the year 2000 comes, and nothing happened. And so we'll be exactly the same thing with the year 2012. It's just mm-hmm. the end of a calendar. A calendar is something that we create in order to measure time. Then nothing will happen. But if we have that awareness, and we know that people uh, like to do certain kind of things, then what we propose is to to all of us to agree that the year 2012, the 31st December 2012, that the end of superstition and the end of fanaticism and the return of the truth. (laughs) Okay, that would that be that,
0: that. would be a big change.
1: <laughs> yes, I think it will, and you're, you're, getting there. You're, I think really you're getting there.
0: I think your common sense is refreshing, though, and this fifth agreement, <laughs> to, to be skeptical, and is, you're not believing this story and superstition of, you know, a prophecy. It yes, has so practical smart. value. Yeah. Exactly, we put
1: action. And like I in the end of the book we say, please help us to change the world. Obviously we're not talking about the planet Earth. We are talking about the world that we create in our own head. And the way to do it is by changing the main character of that story. And the benefit mainly is for the one who changed his own world, but secondary to everybody who lives around that person. And mm-hmm. if you see how that multiply all around the planet Earth, you can see that we are going in the right direction.
0: It was it was always my experience with you that that was your uh, direction in teaching and sharing is for each person to change their own virtual reality, the world of their mind that they lived in.
1: And it is working, finally. <laughs> you know, all last century was a big struggle because nobody really wanted to learn. They're just going to have some um, crutches that they can
0: keep going. And essentially, everything is changing. And I I would share, I was listening to uh, an interview, watching an interview with your son, Jose Luis, who helped you write the book. Um, Yes. And I, it's easy or would be easy to speculate, okay, you you put your son's name on the book to help promote him, but uh, I know that didn't just happen. He influenced oh, no. you, and I would say inspired you, and challenged you with this book.
1: Oh, definitely! You know, I I I just really didn't want to do another book anymore. You I would know. I would
0: say that some of a lot of what's in this book, or some of what's in the book you shared in in small groups at times, yes. uh, and when I read it in this book, I was very surprised you published it for the public.
1: Well, you know, uh, José really really did. So far, and when everybody see him in action and feel what he says, nobody have a doubt that he write that book and I help him. Yeah. And uh, there's no doubt about it. You know, you can see his passion when he's speaking, and he does always a lot of interviews all around. And well, you know, how can he know that he's eating into it?
0: Oh, it's. His his passion inspiration is amazing.
1: Yeah. You know, just you with that question, what kind of messengers you are, you know, that comes from that angel training that I tried to teach last century. But he teaches all the century. You know, he they say that story about when when I had my heart attack. Mm-hmm. And he came to to see me and for the first time he he saw me with all those uh and and dying and and when he saw me, he fell fall apart right away and i start crying and say, Oh, daddy, please don't die. Don't leave me. You know what I'm going to do without you. And if I look at him directly and he say, Hey, stop right there. This is the way that you're going to celebrate the death of your father. Get out of the room and come back when when you're ready. It was a big shock for him
0: because uh, you're because you're the one in the hospital in in bed with a heart attack yeah. and, and you're straightening him out
1: <laughs> yes and i was I was teaching him how to die,
0: yeah,
1: and he went out, he saw all his selfishness, He see how he he was uh, taking the last moments of my life to to hurt himself and to and to use my dad in order to hurt himself for years and years and years.
0: With a big drama story in his mind. He,
1: he understood all his selfishness, and then he came back. He grabbed my hand, and he told me, Father, I'm with you now. Yeah. And then he, I started telling him about that.
0: He got and it, I and say, he changed it right away.
1: Oh, right away, right yeah. away. Come back right away. And then I tell him, you know, the people will come, will, will come to you, especially your family, and will start telling you what was my wish what you should do, what you should cry, what, what you should feel sorry, that you should suffer. And, and I told him, don't believe them, just listen what they say. You and sure enough, um, uh, soon I was in coma, and everybody went to him and said, how can you do this? How can you do that? With your father, he said, uh, and he understood because he's been with me before, and he understood uh, what that really means. And you know, when I went into Coma, um, my mind my was uh, uh, the biggest passion that all my apprentices really was really connected to with, with my mind, with the ghost of, of what I used to be. Mm-hmm. And and I can see a big difference in, in all my apprentices. In any way, uh, Jose really wanted to master this angel training, and it took like a couple of years for him to listen all those all those days and all the stuff, and practicing with people. And when he started teaching, incredible, but they listened, and they started changing. Then exactly in the place that I failed, he succeeded. And then he pulled my attention, and very soon I was teaching with him, That it was his class. Sometimes I was going and teach like a, for ten, fifteen minutes, a half an hour, mm. but he carried the whole thing, and, and the result was the fifth agreement. It's the angel training. The messenger training.
0: It's it's a powerful book, and I know I'm reading through it a second time. It's so many things, many of which are very subtle. Uh, uh, even having spent a lot of time with you, I'm not going to catch all of them the first time through.
1: And <laughs> and the best, the best part is uh, that that goes to the whole world in a completely different way, mm-hmm. because what Jose says now is. You know, Father, what about if I die today? Then I don't want to do what you did with your apprentices and and give them crutches and share with them little by little. You see, what I'm going to do now is just share the truth from the very beginning. Whoever got it good and who did it got it good anyway. I will just keep doing that. and, And whoever got it will, from there we will become a great messenger. And then the legacy will keep growing and growing then it was a big shift in Jose. And just just to see that that what you really mean is this is reality is true. Because uh, I was teaching the last century. But this century I don't know, everything is changing so fast. <laughs> then uh, I'm very close to 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 focus myself in in, in my next book. And it's a possibility, I don't know, maybe if uh, my body gets a little stronger, that I will start teaching in Stanford if uh, if they agree with me too and I agree with them. And in that way, I will teach all the young people. And in that way, I will prepare the the psychology book that has many years that I was having in my head and is is, is trying to come out.
0: And it's it's, well, a, uh-huh. it's not the sixth agreement you plan to write about the psychology, oh,
1: psychology there is of there human mind. The agreement it's the last of the series. Yeah. 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 No, this is a psychology book and, and when it comes out, I will present it to medical doctors, to uh, psychiatrists, to psychologists, to, mm-hmm. to social service, to any way of the education to to all the different schools because that... Uh, when that happened it would change the whole point of view of everything that exists right now. Because we don't have to go different ways anymore. But it's hundred years ago and and the society changed completely.
0: Yeah, it changed from
1: the last century from to now.
0: Changed the way we and understand way our mind.
1: To, yeah. Then the only way for for me is to speak the language of the new generation that is coming kind of very strong.
0: Well let's Let's have that interview when you publish that book. Okay.
1: Yes, let's see, maybe by the year 2012, if I can feel alive. <laughs> we will have it. We will be done for sure.
0: Well, let me ask you, come come back uh, to to you being in the hospital after your heart attack.
1: Okay? I, was and I, I know one of your requests
0: family. was bring a camera crew in, let's film this, yes. and I'll, I'll demonstrate uh, you how where you don't... Didn't go. It didn't happen, but... You wanted to demonstrate and just be an example how you, well, a person doesn't have to be afraid to die because it's one of the exactly. biggest fears people have.
1: You know, I was so excited when I had the heart attack. <laughs> you know, the, the pain is so, was so strong.
0: Uh-huh.
1: But the excitement was stronger than the pain. The excitement for what? To have that experience. To live my physical body and be aware. In uh-huh. total awareness. Uh-huh. a really
0: great adventure the the last uh, part of the adventure for the human experience
1: oh definitely you know it's something that it happens to everybody of course we all die
0: yeah well the human body
1: dies yes but but to put it in words that they can understand the process yeah and how that happened when that happened and all that will be a psychology book of course
0: okay okay
1: (laughs) And any
0: other questions? Oh, I had a bunch written down here, but we okay. went all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Does a person, well, you know, in a way, you give it in one step of mastery. Because the question I have here is when people look at the world and they, and they see problems, the way they describe it, and you see it as perfect, and because you express yourself that way, you're happy. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, yes, because you invest your, your faith in what you believe.
0: Yeah. How, and and, and we could it, say the uh-huh. difference is you don't believe those stories.
1: No, of course I don't believe. Okay. Um, All the faith that I used to put in my belief system many, many, many years ago is invest in myself. Yeah. Then I have faith in myself. I trust myself completely. And that's all I mean. Everything is possible with that point of view.
0: How, how does a person, and I'm going to say key to this is awareness, how does a person take a step to develop more awareness so they can be more of a skeptic over their own well, thoughts they, and beliefs?
1: They need to use the power of doubt to put out doubt in everything that they learn and ask to themselves if it's true or not true what they call it.
0: Don't we think? Don't we think of doubt as as self defeating?
1: Uh, doubt take you to hell, but take you back to heaven also. It depends how you use the doubt. Okay. Like if you say, "Oh, oh, Michael, I'm I'm so weak and not strong, I'm stupid," then the doubt will say, "Is that true what you're saying? Are you really strong or you?" Really, Are you really weak? Are you really stupid? Are you really ugly? you really are not worth it? And the answer will be, no, of course, none is a lie. They take you to the other direction too.
0: You you doubt all the lies.
1: Exactly. You put it, you test it with the doubt. Then that reminds me, for example, in Egypt and all those, uh, um, stories about death that when you die, they, they put your heart in a balance and gather a uh, feather. And if the heart is heavier than the, than the feather, then you are condemned. But if the heart is lighter than the feather, then you go to heaven. Well, it's exactly the same thing that, that feather is tough. Mm-hmm.
0: That feather is what? The doubt mm-hmm.
1: Then mm-hmm. if you are sure of your children lighter than doubt, then you pass the doubt, then you pass the, the, the test.: And but the, on the, and, the other and, and hand, if you to live your life, then of course your heart will be much heavier than the doubt.
0: And And this is the then story. The doubt
1: is so powerful.
0: Yeah, and this is a story of that from the Egyptian mystery school of yes. their their judgment day. Their story of judgment exactly. day
1: Exactly. The judgment day, exactly.
0: When you move on with your another
1: When life. you have no more doubt, you're lighter than the doubt. And then the doubt doesn't affect you anymore.
0: But you want to use doubt but not have doubt in exactly. yourself.
1: And that doubt is just represented by the feather.
0: I would I would watch you do this with people. People would come to you with their stories. And you'd look at them, Mm -hmm. and you'd give them the gift of not believing them, and then you'd say, are you sure? Is that (laughs) really true?
1: (laughs) Do you really want it?
0: And then then they'd look at their own story, Uh and they wouldn't say it again.
1: (laughs) They didn't believe it as
0: much. Yeah, just that kind of question. You, You would help them doubt their story.
1: Yes, uh, we can say that in, in any relationship I had is completely different with everyone because everybody is unique. Yeah. Completely unique, everybody.
0: Well, and you did me the favor of not believing me and my stories and my ideas and my opinion of myself. So, thank you.
1: And, uh, it doesn't mean that I don't love you.
0: It No, you, you doubted my story because you did love me that much
1: exactly
0: tell me how that experience or expression of love is powerful in the way of changing beliefs because it well, it does it really changes beliefs
1: well love is exactly the opposite of what people believe you know uh, love is unconditional mm-hmm. but with respect of course but it's unconditional, just the way they are. And it's the way they are because you respect them. Mm-hmm. But of course, as more unconditional is your love, as more detached is from the outcome, your love is bigger and bigger and bigger. Then it's, it's really not important if people believe you or not believe you. You love them anyway. And like I say many times, not because I love people, that means I have to go to dinner with them, no. <laughs> I love them, but they live in their own world. Yeah.
0: And you have boundaries with people who don't respect oh,
1: you or treat definitely. you well. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely, but the boundaries come from them. Mm-hmm. It hardly comes from me. Yeah. And the boundaries exist because they're selfish. Mm-hmm. Because they push themselves away. And I just respect that. Because for them to come and try to control me, control my life, it doesn't work. No. Because uh, respect begins with me. And I cannot keep what I don't have. If I don't respect myself, I cannot respect anybody else. But if somebody does respect me, I have to respect myself first and put myself away.
0: It is nothing personal. I think I'm uh, going to wrap up here. I know that uh, I didn't understand everything you were trying to explain to me the first or even the second or third time. Uh, and I, well,
1: know. it was last century. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but <laughs> I...
1: This century is different.
0: I don't know if I've uh, gotten clearer in my understanding or you've gotten better expressing it. But it's more direct than I've ever understood it before. (laughs) It's clearer.
1: It change. Definitely it change.
0: Yeah. And...
1: uh, But the truth is the same. The the truth truth doesn't change.
0: And it's changing uh, all the time. You say the truth is changing all the time.
1: Yes, but never change. It's changing, but it's not changing. Because it's always changing, and this is what it is, it is the same.
0: You could say. I don't
1: know if uh, you, you understand or not, but it's done anyway. <laughs> you could
0: say the way. You know, like the I, light. you
1: never will. You you need a human. You never need a human like that anymore. And there's billions of billions of humans that exist in this in the of planet Earth. But mm-hmm. everything is completely unique. It never repeats. You can see billions of flowers that look like the same one, but they're not the same.
0: And, and even the life same... is
1: changing. Everything is and changing. Even
0: the same Everything. flower and the same person changes the next moment.
1: Exactly. Even you. Yeah. You're not the same that you were... This... not the same that you were yesterday. Now, if we go years ago, if you remember being a child, you see the difference in your hands. It's not the same. It's changing every moment. Everybody's changing. Every moment.
0: And yet we so try to keep our stories about things same and fixed.
1: Yeah, because we have a very powerful memory.
0: And because we do, we suffer and we don't see life as it is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Miguel, thank you so much for your time.
1: Oh, you're very welcome. You have all my love as always, you know.
0: Thank you. I love
1: you. I love you too, and have fun.
0: Hope you enjoyed this installment of the Awareness and Consciousness podcast. I will uh, share a bit of input. When I first began listening to Miguel, a number of years ago, uh, the first talk I went to, uh, nothing struck me as profound. No lightning bolts going off. As a matter of fact, a lot of what he says is common sense, and he would tell you that. that It's really about common sense, but common sense with awareness. And by itself, it doesn't seem to have any profound impact. However, when I began to apply and practice some of this common sense, that's where the real change has happened. It's in the practice that the magic and change happens. His new book, The Fifth Agreement, I'll make sure I make a link available to it on these show notes. Also, if you are interested in what other exercises or practical practices you can put into place to make changes in yourself and your life, you can check out the Self Mastery course on my website, which has a number of uh, exercises in awareness and transforming your own belief system. The first few sessions of that Self Mastery series are available free and so you can sample and see if you want to continue. You can also order my book, Works, which is a guide to identifying and changing these negative thoughts, beliefs, and emotional reactions. This is Gary Van Warmerdam from PathwayToHappiness.com. Have a beautiful week.